AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse meatball sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Who's one and pumped? 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 This week on the Fine Clock, we preview the Everton game. We talk about Foyth, Janssen, Oriel, and the signing of Lorente. We also talk about some other bullshit. Just listen to the rest of the pod or just listen to this music. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode ten, season seven of the Fighting Cock Podcast. Today, I'm joined by felonious Phil. Yo. And we got Cal from Below the Belt. Below the Belt podcast, a kind of sister podcast in that 
Well, I came up with the idea of doing a podcast, <laughs> and um, Cal kind of hijacked it, and now I'm not even allowed on anymore. You're allowed on it any time you like. And Mike, as Alex is like, oh, I'm the host, I'm the host. If Love comes on, he's not allowed to host it. Well, that's, that's it's fucking pathetic. Isn't he's, it? He's, he's really proud of the hosting gig. He's got it in his CV. Yeah, I see your bio. Has he got it in his CV? <laughs> uh, uh, so if, if you're into your boxing or you're remotely interested, and, and a few more will be after the um, Mayweather and uh, McGregor fight, fight in inverted commas uh, I, I um, yeah yeah go and, go and have a listen to Blow the Belt it's, um, it's a good podcast full of boxing chat yes of a similar vein to the fighting cock how about that yes thank you big throbbing vein how are you doing Cal how you been wonderful enjoying yeah. Spurs at the moment <sighs> I'm not enjoying Wembley but uh, you know I'm like you guys I'm a bit of a happy clapper and you know I'm always positive and I always think the best but no Wembley I've got a season ticket for Wembley this year and not what was the reasoning what was really by the season a lot ticket. of people are saying the same thing like they kind of got a season ticket so they're guaranteed one for next year that's exactly yeah. the reason I got one yeah. really but I, I probably would have taken it anyway yeah um, but if I was told it was going to be two years at Wembley then uh. but yeah I probably still would have taken it because while I can go I'll, I'll go but there'll come a point in the next few years and I won't want to so yeah mm. I, think, I think if the first year turned into a second year and became two years at Wembley I wouldn't get one next year There's, fair enough yeah what niche of porn are you into at the moment um, <laughs> a bit of piss. Piss. Piss on my tits. Oh, what? Yeah, that's not a niche. It's just. <laughs> I mean, it's the piss, title. Pissing is piss on my tits. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, is that true? No. All right. That was a bit different. Um, the funnest one I saw was lift and carry. So you get these big Amazonian women carrying these little skinny men. Oh yes. And sometimes yeah, when they when they lift well, these guys up, they're like wanking them off at the same time. <laughs> This is proper. <laughs> the, per- the perversion is that they're being carried yeah. by strong women. Yeah, they're being yeah big strong women, yeah. Women are like six foot plus and they're like, you know. Not, not and they have to be muscle. from Amazon. Oh, no. That's, near that's the a river. term. That's, that's a term, isn't it? Amazonian. D- in order to qualify for this remit of porn, yeah. they have to be within. They have to be born within, within the Bow Bells, but the Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <you're laughs> the Amazon Bow Bells. Be born within five miles of the Amazon. They've got to be on a bench ain't... press 250. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you ain't you ain't coming on unless that's the truth. All right. Um, obviously, there's no Spurs game to talk about, but we thought we'd come and come together and have a chat about the transfer window. Um, how you think about it? And, you know, what where, where you're at now in terms of confidence for the rest of the season? Because it's been hard to gauge where Spurs are gonna were gonna be and how we were gonna perform this season when not knowing who we're gonna sign. Um, how, how do you feel overall about about where Spurs are at the moment? Um. It's a very odd transfer window because, you know, the season started, we didn't sign anybody. And then we signed uh, three defenders and one striker. It's a bit of a weird window. But then you look at last year's window, we had in Kudu, Sissoko, Wanyama and Janssen. That's a terrible one. And I've probably, probably forgotten someone, someone yeah. else who we signed. Yeah, so it's, it's got to be better than that. I mean, I, you would think that Serge Aurier will be, will be really good and not Lorente getting 15 goals in a struggling team. You think that would be an improvement on last year? For sure. I mean, yeah, even though, it's, even though it's three defenders and a striker. <coughs> how do you say they say the right-back's name? Aurier? Aurier. Aurier. Actually, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to say Aurier. Aurier, Aurier sounds yeah. better, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I ain't doing that shit. No. Do it, try it. No, Aurier. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's just racist. <laughs> you just made a this, French sound. I know, this guy used to sell me croissants every day and he had the fucking best accent in the world. Mm. And I'd walk out of there and go, oh, <laughs> un croissant, <laughs> le fuck. I just thought he was great. Yeah, le was, fuck. Yeah, I don't know, he was great. Sometimes I talk to my missus in that accent. She, like, she goes <laughs> for it. Oué le fuck. She loves it. She I, goes, might, I might try that. Yeah, oué le fuck. Oh, you just, want, what is that? Uh, so where is the bank? Uh, oh, is oué le banque. Oh, and right, which I always thought was hilarious yeah, at yeah. school. Like, that's why I got an E in French GCSE because I just sit there c- cracking up at Uwe Le Bonk. But what you're actually saying is where to is your missus, fuck? where is the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you're the fuck. Where the fuck? Yeah. That's yeah. a bit of a variation of that Scottish video you just showed us, isn't it? Anyway. Ooze, want, and pumped. <laughs> I use one and pumped. I fucking love use. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, but no, I think... It's difficult because I mean we're gonna. I think we're gonna talk about Levy's um, window activities as the, as the pod goes on. Yeah, yeah. But do you think to yourself if we bought those players in July, we'd be any better off in the league? I don't. I don't think so. Um, I mean that's really hard. Really hard. To say. I mean not Lorente because Kane would have played anyhow. Um, oh yeah, in front of that was bad. 
in front of uh, a Trippier, probably. I don't think. I don't think Trippier is well. Burnley, he made the mistake. So, but um, maybe it's a weird one. It's, diff- it's difficult to say. It's but a weird. It's a better chance. Yeah. It's. It's. I mean, obviously, we've had slow starts in the Premier League forever. Yeah. You know, we've never had a fucking whirlwind start. The best start I can remember in history would have been where we were top of the league. I think it might... I can't remember who's the manager, but we were, we won three and drew one. Sharon and were playing on the side at the time. Okay. And we were top of the league. But that, other than that, we've always, we've always stalled. We've always stalled. And I think there's a lot of commotion about Wembley, but when you look at the history of our games, it could be that it's just the way things are at Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, the, some people have attributed it to the transfer window, but on the extra inch pod, I think they made a very good point that Pochettino's teams tend to peak around about Christmas, January, that kind of period. Because yeah. last year, last day we beat Chelsea on New Year's Day, and we, we had a really good Christmas period, and remember that was our strongest time of the year. Most other seasons, our best results come at that time of year, so maybe it's difficult to maybe bring the peak forward um, because. Mourinho started strongly when he first managed Chelsea and they went on to win the league. Ferguson always said, you know what, it's Fergie time come, come February, March, yeah. get the wins and win the league. But these days, some, in, some, in some cases, you have to get on it from, from early doors. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think like last season we, uh, we did buy a couple of players quite early. Didn't we, get, we got Wanyama quite early, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and when, Wanyama turned out to be the only signing worth anything last season, wasn't he? The rest yeah. of them, you know, in Kudu and Janssen, the rest of them were shite, weren't they? So... I don't. I don't put too much stock in that. Really, that the, the transfer window makes any makes any difference. Really, I think. I think you know. I think we could get. I think we. I think the transfer window. I think we were like par. I don't think we're any. I don't think the squad's really much better than last season. Um, I think Aurier is whatever his name is. He's kind of like for like for Walker. Lorente's nice cover. Um, I'd love. I'd love to see some sort of cover or some sort of alternative to Ericsson. Um that that for me that was that was the number one thing I wanted from the transfer window was for someone like Ericsson or plays in that area to come in and we didn't so I think it's a we failed on that part but I think we're kind of par I don't think we're any better or any worse I think when the, when the transfer window ended I was quite chuffed I, I, I was I felt like we'd done good business mm. um, we had a good transfer window when everyone else seemed to be having a like horror show mm. in in the last couple of days it may be because we'd all, we hadn't really signed anyone yeah I was going to say that. Um, uh, Do you think if we'd have bought those players spread out throughout the summer and then did nothing on deadline day, you'd still feel like that? Uh, yeah. Like Everton? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. What I, we're going to talk about later on. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I think, we, I think I'd, have been, I'd have been okay with that. You know, we scored 86 goals last year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are moaning about the fact that we've got no pace up front. But we, that side, without any pace, apparently, scored 86 goals in the league. So. Yeah. So that, I mean, you don't score eighty-six goals without yeah. being potent in attack. So scoring goals isn't going to be an issue for us. I don't think it's. I don't think it's so much. I don't think the pace is going to make us score eighty-seven goals this season. Mm. The pace just gives us um, another another option going forward. I think given um, given the way things have panned out, there's going to be a lot more expected of Nkudu and Tissoko. Nkudu is probably more someone you could maybe mold more into a player. Sissoko is 27, 28 now. I don't think he's going to really change mm. change his game in any shape or form. But, but as you said, I think the Ericsson, a backup for Ericsson and maybe a bit of pace would have helped. I don't know much about Andre Gomez. A couple of people asked us about him. and um, I, don't know. I, I don't know much about Gomez. I can't really comment. But he did seem like a sexy signing. Yeah, well, anyone, anyone that, that... I think, well, not anyone, but someone that plays for Barcelona and it's in or around their first team must be some sort of player. I just kind of look at it like that. I know nothing about La Liga, but he mm. must be he must be half decent. And I think I look at him and think, okay, he can't be a complete can because Barcelona didn't want to get rid of him without replacing him. Mm. So it would have been nice to get someone like that. I think Barkley. I think we would have absolutely got Barkley if he hadn't got injured. I yeah. think if he would have been fit, we'd have absolutely signed him. Yeah, and, sure. and if we'd have got him as well as the other players we got, I think that'd have been a successful window. Mm. It's pretty difficult to have. Um... To have a window that satisfies everything. Um, yes, for, it's impossible, really. Unless you mean, I think the summer where we signed those seven players, that's probably the most satisfied I've ever been at the end of a window. Yeah. Um, I think I tweeted um, a couple of days ago that, you know, on this day on Facebook, go, oh my God, Paulino, oh my God, Lamella, <laughs> all these players coming in, I thought, you know, we were going to really, really smash things up. But then 
you know, it didn't pan out that, that way. That summer was my favourite moment in football. Ever. Yeah, because Arsenal like fans were crying. All of it, it was just, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was. Every single time I turned on the, my phone, we'd signed another player. Yeah. And it turned out to be bullshit. Yeah, I think only one is um, a regular first team. Uh, Lamella's... Um, Ericsson, not, not fair. I mean, Lamella's not been, not even in the Champions League squad, is he? So, yeah. no. We're going to talk about that. But um, if you could change, if you could close the window before it starts, before a season starts, would you do it? Is that something you're in favour of? You know there's been a lot, lot mooted yeah, about Yeah, I'd, I'd be in favour of it. The only threat is that you might lose players to, to other leagues where the window shuts later. So we might have our squad selected already, but then August 31st, Barcelona might steam in with a massive offer for one of our best players and we can't replace him. Mm. All right, hypothetically. But, but sorry, but I think in terms of um, how Spurs have handled the transfer window, I think it would probably be a help. Yeah, because we tend to go go late. What, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you think the reason, Cal, about uh, us going late and buying players? Because it seems to be year on year, year you know, every year. We I think it, it's, it's Levy, isn't it? It's 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 him. It's him getting the maximum out of every pound that leaves the football club. Um, and I think that's that's what he's. I think that's just kind of his way. And we've all seen the things on Twitter about how he wakes up at six a.m. and rings rings a, the other boys that work in the office and goes, "Right, we having it today." Mm. You know what we're doing today, boy. I think he fucking loves it. I think he enjoys it. And I think, but I think it's him running the football club in the way that what he what he thinks is best. And his way is to get it to the end and get the absolute maximum out of every pound that leaves the football club. Yeah, I think the the issue we've had. You know, the Matinho situation when we didn't sign him on the, on the final day. Yeah. Um, maybe if we went for Andre Gomez earlier, we'd have got it over the line. So he's playing chicken with our team, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And that's got... And it's frustrating. I mean, Levy is um, a very polarised character. There's not many people who are indifferent to him. Maybe agnostic, as I've said in the past, <laughs> but not, not indifferent to him. People even think he's, you know, he's a dog's bollocks or he's someone who's ruined our club. Oh, fucking that's madness not ruining the club no. there's no argument in the world that I would accept when no. someone can give me evidence of him ruining the football club look where we are that we were when he started yeah. but he won no trophies though, doesn't it? matter doesn't <laughs> matter we, we, won, we were in yeah. fuck all trophies back then we had no chance yeah. we might have sneaked a league cup win yeah. but who wants to fuck would you celebrate a league cup win now yes yeah yeah I would Sorry, too guys. actually <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to make a point and if I thought if I was being assertive enough that you would agree with me but um, yeah. but you hated leaving over, over the Stratford thing though yeah. So you've mellowed since then. Well, look, I, I, no, yeah, you're right. I did, and I, I hated the way the club didn't back us in the, for the years debate. Um, <clears throat> but yet, I mean, purely footballing sense, you can't deny what he's done. You know, we're building a stadium. We won't be saddled with huge amounts of debt. He's managing the football club correctly in terms of finances in, in a time where fucking transfers have gone crazy. He's. Do you think he's given as much as he can to the club, though, in terms of... Um, I mean, there's lots of people who say, well... You know, we're going to end up like Leeds if he if he adds another ten fifteen grand a week on some players' salaries. What's that mean? No, well, Leeds ended up Leeds paid Seth Johnson, for example, seventy grand a week. But what he in won- 01, uh, and he and the club went under because um, yeah. they underachieved. I remember, but what, what is there? What evidence is the fact that that might happen? If no, Spurs aren't, what I'm saying is that people are saying if Levy puts spends the money that the fans want him to spend, yeah, then we could. Run I understand. That risk. Sorry, I understand. Misheard your point. Um, what do you think, Al? I, I'm, I'm. We've only been competitive since Levy's been in round. That's the only time we've. I remember in my time supporting the football club. I'm 33. That we've been competitive, and we've been competitive ever since he's been there. He runs the football club. You know, I, I. Uh, one time somebody said, "Who would you want to be your chairman?" I was just like, "Just give the chairman a billion pound. Give Daniel Levy a billion pound. I'd keep him all day long." I, I, I really like Levy. Obviously, the Stratford thing uh, was really distasteful, but. I choose to believe that he did. He never had any intention of us going there. I think he just did that. I, I think he did, hundred percent. Yeah, he would have done if he got free. You know, if he saved got four hundred mil or something. Um, yeah, I, don't, I just think he's. I think he's. I can't. If I think if you spoke to most other fans of other clubs, they would rate him as a as a chairman. You know, you look at what's happened at Arsenal with Kroenke. Who I was reading an article about him and all of the clubs that he's he's owned in terms of baseball. Yeah. yeah. Basketball and football. He's, excuse me. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's. They've all been shit. Yeah. And um, you know, <laughs> excuse me. Fucking <laughs> beast. Sorry, man. Fucking. Like clunk and bloody wacky races. <laughs> Who's wanting pumped? Uh, 
you know, he's, he's just, um, I, it's hard to be critical. I understand there's lots of money coming to the club and we never spend any. Every year we, we're kind of breaking even in the transfer market yeah. we, or, or making a bit of money. I don't know where we are at the moment. Did we make money this summer? Or did I we? think we did, didn't we? Five yeah, million or a lot. something. We, wherever it is, it's on. It's on. Um, it's on five million, I think. So we. So all right. It's a five point four million on sales and ninety million on signings. I know some people are thinking, well, all this money's coming in the club. We never spend anything on, 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 um, on transfers. Really, we generally make money. So where is this money going? And why isn't it being spent on players? Because well, we weren't always buying, building a stadium. So. I am. Look, I, I just here we go. We're moving in the right direction. When we get into our new stadium, it's a big era, you know, period of transition. We've got the right manager, and that's the one thing you could be critical of Le- Levy about is that it took him forever to find the right manager yeah. you know, for a lot of managers. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the fact that Pochettino kind of lets him kind of gets on of it, even though he didn't get the players he wanted. Yeah. It's probably the ideal manager for Levy, really, that he can you know go from the youth team. You know, every season he brings at least one of them through, which is what I think the club want, really. Did you find yourself getting hyped up in the uh, transfer window? Yeah, in the day? morning. The, the, I was uh, I was tweeting in the morning about how you know how the chairman was polished off a couple of wheat bix, sprinkled some coke on them, and said, "Right, let's fucking have it." Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he, loved, and I'm kind of with him. It's like, come on, come on, boss, have it, let's mm. have it. And then in the morning, it was like there was the Mares rumor, there was Lorente. Um, who else? And then obviously we got Aurier as well. The Mares one was like, oh, I actually would have liked oh, Mares. I would have. Yeah, been same quite, way. I think he's got that little bit of pace that, that we've just been talking about and that little bit of creativity. I really like for us to got Mares, but we obviously didn't want him for whatever reason. Boss obviously don't rate him fair enough. But yeah, I do. I, I like the transfer window. I don't. I like it that it, it ends. It ends a similar time to the rest of Europe. I like the excitement of it. I like the brinksmanship that the chairman does. I really like the window. I, I don't like change. I'm English. I don't like any of that. The, I think the elephant in the room about the whole transfer window is um, Danny Rose's interview, really. Yeah. That's kind of changed how how we look at Tottenham, how we look at the wage structure. I mean, we've got got a question from Liam McGarry on, on Twitter. It says, are we going to see the side broken up if Levy refuses to budge on the wage structure? Um, my, view, my view on that is that if we don't, get a trophy in the next couple of seasons and maybe we can we'll see a couple of our main players leave. But there was a bit of future proofing in this window because Sanchez and Foyth are twenty one and under. Yeah. So I guess to to, to I don't think winning of, winning anything is, is to do will we'll keep anyone there. It's all about the wage structure. How much you're gonna willing to pay um to keep your players at the football club. Yeah. And um winning an FA Cup or a league won't keep anyone there. You know, no. sort of having less that you drink water won the league a yeah. year ago and now Mares. and Mares, they won out and they're, 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 they're moving oh, well, Drinkwater's moving to Chelsea yep. and the, uh, he's, you know, what's, he's not going to play no he's, got, he's gone there to get paid a shitload of money yeah he's probably got more of a chance of winning shit at Chelsea than he but, does but, at Leicester by contributing zero yeah he's not going to play much he's but yeah I think I, I think you got a point I, th- I think they want to win I think they want to play winning football I think they do have that pride that they do want to be competing for things, but I think you're right. I think money is the overriding factor for these players. How do you rate? I the think, but I think money is overriding factor. But I think if we win a trophy, it keeps the walls away from the door to to a degree. Yeah, to a degree, definitely. There's there's an element of that because you're kind of a winning club, and it actually it opens the door to to other players and think, well, I'm joining another another uh, a club that has the right ambition. But I don't think the Spurs don't have ambition. I just think. Um, just hasn't quite worked for us. We've been unlucky. No, we're we're, we're super close. And again, I'm a happy clapper. I, I think we will win something. I think it's um, coming. What do you think? What do you think of the signings? How do you rate the ones that come in? Foyf, Aurier, and um, Lorente. Well, there's only two of them that any that most people will have seen, mm. and that's Lorente and, and Aurier. Um, the other three, well, Gazaniga will we'll discount him, mm-hmm. but um, Foyth and Sanchez. I don't think people have really seen what they can do. I think they're one to the future. Yeah. Um, as I said, they're 20 and 21 years old. Mm. You've got to trust in the manager. It's encouraging that we've got Llorente because it would appear he's joined because of Pochettino. Yeah. And Foyth was the same thing. Foyth had um, PSG for him. I think PSG might have agreed a fee for him as well. Yeah. yeah. And he picked Pochettino and Spurs. And what we're doing, that would give youth players a chance. So Wasn't it with Sanchez? Wasn't Barcelona looking at him? Yeah. Or a couple of the clubs? So, yeah, Barcelona was looking at Sanchez. PSG wanted Foyth. Yeah. And um, Chelsea wanted Lorente. I think Manu were uh, half linked with Lorient. Yeah. 
and it, they, they've turned down major clubs to come to Tottenham. It would seem. Yeah, on the face. That's of it, an yeah. incredible thing, really. No, of course, and it shows that we're moving in, in the right direction. As you've, as Flav said, countless amount of times, Pochettino's a linchpin. He's a glue. Um, as long as he stays, we can get good players in at Tottenham. We may not get, we may not get the top table of players, but we're going to get good enough players to to compete. Yeah, I was speaking to some boys at Ball Street who watch football much more than I do. Yeah. And they were saying, everyone to a man was saying that Aurier is a better player than Walker. He's, he's a better. few people have said that, yeah. yeah. He's better than Carl Walker. Yeah. And the fact that we've got, um, got him in for less money, half the money that we, that we sold Walker for, we've actually improved. And he's three years younger. Right, yeah. So that, that back line now, whether you pay a three or a, or a, or a, or a four at the back, is, is pretty strong if Glenn Rose is back from injury. Yeah, if Rose resolves his differences with the club... And we've got Aurier in there, then I think we'll be we'll be devastating. In January, it appears we're going to get Ross Barkley. Hopefully, we get Ross Barkley in January first, not the thirty first. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, I think we can we can go far this season. Yeah, for sure. What about you? How do you think? Do you, have you seen Foyth play? No. I looked at some some of his highlights mm-hmm. on YouTube, which doesn't tell you a great deal, but he's very very comfortable and dribbles. Yeah, really well. Reminds it's really me bizarre that that centre half his best attribute is dribbling the ball. Yeah, he 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 um he reminds me a little bit of Jan Vertonghen when he moves forward. So he makes up very positive strides, pushes the ball far in front of him so he can sprint onto it and lure players in. And I think in this day and age, being able to be a you have to be able to play football as a centre back, yeah. certainly in Pochettino's team. Well, yeah. And um, yeah, I was listening to this podcast uh, this morning. It was quite interesting talking about Rude Hullet being. Uh, being, and actually it's fucking extra inch, extra inch yeah. <laughs> sorry our podcast I was listening to our podcast this morning and uh, yeah talking about Rude Hillett um, being the start of ball playing centre backs because he obviously joined from Chelsea as a centre back having spent the entirety of his career as like an attacking minded midfielder yeah, yeah. and it was kind of the advent of that and it's I think all of our players can now play football at the back and it's, it's crucial given well, the yeah, I think I think uh, with the back pass we'll go in in the early days of the Premier League yeah. it's become even more important you've got goalkeepers who can use their feet now so and um, the way Hugo Lloris plays you've got to be comfortable on the ball because he'll he'll give it the ball maybe when you don't even want it mm. from, from that point of view so yeah. Um, so yeah I think I think the signings are are good mm-hmm. are good um, on the face of it they're better than last season yeah it's, it's, inter- it's interesting because I think you'd say looking like last season looking at our performances that defensively that's probably where we're strongest yeah obviously we're a really good attacking team we're not it's not lopsided in any way but it's like by buying the free defenders um, you know and only not so much attacking wise it's almost like he's strength into strength it's like okay we're really strong here we're going to fucking make ourselves even stronger here yeah um, and then knowing that Kane and, and Delhi and Ericsson are all going to get better and knowing that Barkley will probably come January the 1st as well I think he's strength from this and like T said he's fut- you know, future proofing as well because Jan's 30 Toby's contract is up in the air a little bit so yeah so we, I mean uh, Trippier uh, and and Jansen and Carl Walker-Peters how, how do you think they're, they're feeling at the moment Trippier especially well actually and Jansen well I'm sure Trippier was aware that pushing the lots right back to the better pace yeah um, Trippier is very much someone who stands still Knocks across it. Does it go past players? Um, saw a tweet um, that he'd only completed one dribble, and they showed the dribble. There's such a such a safety first dribble as well, yeah. and um, yeah, you probably. I think Jansen will probably be feeling a bit down on himself. It's a World Cup year, even though Holland might not even qualify. Mm. Um, as for Trippier, I think he's just got to compete again. He was here before. This time last year, he was in the same place as he is now. Yeah, Walk, pe- Walk was nailed on first choice, and now. Walker's gone. He's got to do it again. It's up. It's up to Trippier at the end of the day. He's been given given the number two shirt. Perhaps I'm putting too much stock on that. But yeah. when I saw that he got that shirt, I was like, oh, okay. You know, you know, the manager trusts him. Um, you know, he's taken that shirt. He's the one that started the season with the shirt and in the position. It's up to him to keep it. Um, and as long as he performs well, which he did not against Burnley, I thought he was absolutely terrible against Burnley. Yeah. Um, then he'll be then he'll be fine. But he'll get plenty of games because of the way the fullbacks play. You know, there was you need a, to alternate. You need to alternate, alternate them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was a couple of seasons ago where he wasn't playing them two games in a row, especially over Christmas. It was Walker one game, Trippier the next, and so on and so on. Mm. So 
Trippier will get plenty of games. All the uh, you know Davies is you know and so on. They're all going to get plenty of games. There's nothing from to worry about. Jansen, yeah. Oh, I'm gutted for him. I am gutted for him. He's not made the Champions League squad. Yeah, oh, right, I, yeah. I I feel really really bad for him. He, he can. He's like he's a trier. He really tried yeah, hard. No, but, but is there any room for that? It, no, you know, yeah, no. He's he's like an honest pro, isn't he? Yeah. He's There's honest. no room for being like. It's no. not a sentimental thing. He's being yeah. paid. He's got to be on thirty grand a week. Yeah. So I mean, this is not. I mean, it's just, it's a job ultimately, yeah. and performing is your yeah. your your currency. Yeah, nobody you can't gets perform. guarantees. Yeah. yeah, and and look, if anyone you ask anyone at Spurs, they say Laurenti is a backup. Fifteen goals from thirty odd games in for, for Swansea, a shit Swansea team last year. You've got to be an upgrade. It's a bit of a, a weird signing for Spurs because it's not something we've been doing for a long time. Yeah, we don't sign players who don't have the pace. Don't do a lot of running. We don't sign players that are over thirty. There's a there's a complete departure, and also on top of that, we've loaned out. Onomo and Carter Vickers something that we've not done as well so I'm guessing I missed that where did Carter Vickers go? he went to Sheffield United mm-hmm. and Marcus Edwards was going to be loaned down I think he didn't want to stay because he feels he can force his way to the Tottenham team yeah. that's good so good no it's good to see I think I think he's too small to play this season just to start any meaningful games barring a huge run of injuries who's want and pumped <laughs> I use want and pumped if anyone wants to know what that is it's going to get annoyed with me it's like an inside joke just go on Scottish tweets on Twitter, the best Twitter account on earth, and it's funny as fuck. Go and give him a follow. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about Lorente. I think um, uh, it's great to see him as uh, just his class back up to Harry Kane. He will get game time. Harry Kane will be. I, I think he'll get get games in uh, in Europe. My one issue with him is that he is not mobile. Yeah, that's that's what he I'm does saying, not yeah. move. Yeah. And getting into press for me, I don't I can't see it. I can't see it happening. I think the press thing might be a little bit overplayed because because in the first couple of seasons, Foschina was here. Rarickson was doing four four thousand, whatever the fuck, yeah. meters across the pitch every game. Mm-hmm. It's more of an intelligent press now, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd imagine um, Lorente would just be cutting off angles more than. Harry and four backs as such mm. and maybe the three players behind him will be the ones to do more of the pressing than him it's almost like a Zlatan kind of signing <clears throat> like what, what Man United have got, got out of Zlatan last season who was really good for Man United I think it may be something similar to that I, I also think as well people that, that I talk to you know at work or whatever will say about Tottenham got no winners got no winners in your team you some winners and it's like he's one shit he won and, three Serie A's in a row. Yeah, he's won. Uh, you know, he was at Juve, so the, all three of those have an asterisk next to them. But also, for me, it's just bo- <laughs> bollocks at stuff. What? Got no winners? winners. No, it doesn't mean anything. No, it's um, for me. It doesn't mean anything because Le- Le- the thing is, everyone's going to use the Leicester theory over over anything. Really, yeah. I think that um, in '92, how many kids? How many kids are in that United team that won anything before? Well, they had, they had a couple of older heads, but I get what you mean. They, they, I think they had it as a club, though, didn't they? And the manager. The manager had won a lot. Right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else to say? Like the transfer window? No. Um, anything else to Not much. Um, actually, one more thing. Go on. Well, more of a conversation piece is that um, we were linked to Pacey players. We were linked to um, Damari Gray, um, Josh King. Links mean fuck all. They probably weren't linked at all, but... Yeah. But I think Josh King actually commented on it. He said, I don't want to be a backup for Harry Kane. I want to be able to play games. Yeah, which is fair and enough. Josh King and Damari Gray are fast players. And we wound up with Llorente. It does make me think... Don't be wrong. Llorente is, a, is an amazing last day sign. It just makes you think, well, how far down the list did they go to get him? Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably a bit of a concern about, about Levy and maybe the scouting. It does seem, seem a bit um, scattergunnish. Well, we'll see how these signings turn out. If it turns out well, we know we haven't got an issue. If they all turn out to be shit... And we definitely do have an issue because that would be two terrible transfer windows. But let's be positive. We don't know yet. We'll see him play. And we'll know against Everton in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, ten days' time, something. Is it? Saturday. No, this week's six days' time. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. All right, that's it for the first half of Fighting Cop Podcast. So we now have Windy. Yeah. Windy, back to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I've got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Not much to report on the loan front this week, just Connor Ogilvy, who played for Gillingham. He played the full 90, they lost 2-1 at Shrewsbury Town. The under-18s weren't in action this week due to the international break, but the under-23s were, 
They won 7-2 against West Ham and conceded four penalties. Our goals were from uh, Christian Magoma, Kaziah Sterling, Joe Pritchard, Sam Shishua, Kaziah Sterling again, Dylan Duncan and Sam Shishua again. Wayne Burnett said after the game, Kaziah's movement was very good. He looked sharp and bright and Samuel Shishua took his goals well too. The pleasing thing was the second half performance where we were really on the front foot and we really pressed them. George Marsh has been out for a while but he managed to get through about 65 minutes. Then we managed to get Nick Sarula 15 minutes at the end which will help him as well. The next Premier League 2 match is against Everton at Goodison Park on Sunday the 10th. That's the day after we've played um, the first team at Goodison Park actually. In terms of the internationals, Josh Adamo played the full 90 for the England under-21s. They drew one all in the Netherlands. Keenan Bennett played for the England under-19s. He played at left-back, which seems to be his his full-time position now. Uh, And Jaffet Tanganga played at centre-back. They won 7-1 in that match. Jaden Brown, who's actually a left-back by trade, was a substitute for England. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Who's wanting pumped? You fucking dick. That's you, stuck in my head. We've just been good to call his pod that now. Yeah, no. <laughs> I sat there the whole thing and just doing it in my Trevor from EastEnders accent. Who's wanting pumped? Little moo. I watch a wee menge. I can't do accents, but the only accent I can do is Trevor from EastEnders accent. Oh, moo. I don't think. Ya wee twat. I don't think once in, in the history of EastEnders has anyone said, I'm wanting your minge. <laughs> Oh, give us a wee minge. Give us a wee minge. Minge has got to be the worst, worst word for a vagina. A vagina's the worst. Yeah, that's fucking good. Yeah, that isn't the best, man. I think we need to grow up. When you're, when you're, when you're, uh, when you're making love to your women, yeah. um, what word do you use to refer to a lady garden? Fuck. Pum, probably. Pum! <laughs> fucking gammon slipper. Oh, what? <laughs> Gavin, that's fucking good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't want to say. Um, Do you think it's your question? Oh, yeah, well, I'm not sorry. I asked the question, Bradley. Uh, <laughs> Everton at the weekend. Yeah. It's a big one because they've signed every player under the sun. Apart from the ones that they actually need. Okay, go on. Um, no pace. And they have a replace Lukaku. How do you replace someone like Lukaku? Sandra. Not easily. But Sanjo, I don't believe he's an. I don't believe he's a natural goal scorer. Mm. And um, yeah, they go almost back to square one. They'll probably pump Pastina at the weekend. Now I've said that, but I think yeah. um, it's all gone. I think I, I think. I mean, Sigerson's a kind of a, a player who has improved since leaving Tottenham. He did well back at Swansea, but oh, I think he's improved. Is he fifty million pounds? No. Um, and you know. Despite all the money they spent, I don't think they're going to finish any higher than they did no. last year. No. And the reason the reason I don't think Sigurdsson has improved it is playing for playing for Swansea, a team where people don't really sit deep against, where you have to kind of make things happen. With the Swansea, no one's really. It's not like playing for a bigger team where teams set up against you differently. Yeah. And I'm not saying Sigurdsson is a bad player. Sigurdsson is probably a player that we need. Um, in the sense that we need a backup, well, backup for, yeah. need a backup for Ericsson, somebody could fill in for Ali, and you know he, he would have done really well in, in, as a backup number ten for, for Spurs. Yeah, would, would he have wanted to stay? Would he want, want to have not have played every week? Maybe not, but we, we could have done with him. Fifty million is a lot of money for him, but this market is is insane. Yeah, and that makes it oh yeah, signing even better. Yeah, that we've got someone of that caliber for for that yeah that level of club. You know, twenty-four million. I think we've got him because he's a bit of a wrong one. But yeah, I, I think we need it. What, what on that? What did you see his statement? Because that so the statement when he signed was about you know he wanting to he's kind of fresh start, re- fresh fresh start, referencing the things that he'd done in the past, but albeit without without saying anything too apologetic. But did that go some way to um, as much as it really could have done? Yeah, I think LGBT did a statement as well. Pretty much in the roundabout way, saying that we're happy to forgive, we're happy to embrace, which is which is the the best way to be. Well, it's a, it's a mature way. I mean, I mean, I don't want to go back over old ground about saying people didn't want them, people who did want them, but I think a statement went a long way to nipping it in the bud. Uh, some might some might want him to do more stuff with the LGBT community. I don't expect to see him do that. Yeah. But the proof would be in the pudding if he goes if he keeps his nose clean for the entire season, then. 
But then we'll. I think that's it. Isn't it? I don't think you want to. You don't think you want him to sign for the club and then rake it all over again and go really into detail. I'm so sorry for this and that. It's like he's not. He's you know vaguely acknowledged these things. We don't know about the conversations he's had in private with the club and with you know with the LGBT Spurs as well. You know, I think he's acknowledged it, and we move on now. I, I, I think, I think just raking over it is really a bad start to his time. Would be a bad start to his time at the club. I think it, I, I just he he didn't have to say anything. I think he could have, he, he could have joined and got on with his career, and eventually, very in a short amount of time, I think people would have just forgotten about it, or at least just kind of accepted it. I think that it, it just went some way to acknowledging the fact that he recognises that he's polarised people, and he's upset elements of society and, and no decent human being really wants to do that unless they've got some sort of ulterior motive to to want to upset other people um, I don't I mean it's clear by his statement that, he, that that isn't the case um, so it's good I think I think the response by uh, the LGBT community at Spurs um, you know, it's proud Lily Whites, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the, the fact that they've, they've they've kind of willing to accept, and the fact that people have done wrong th- things wrong in the past, and you know, it's about looking forward, and that can change someone. And if it changes them for the positive, there's no, there's nothing to gain by writing someone off purely because of the things that you've said in the past. If he does it again, that's a different, yeah, that's a different we, thing we'll altogether. To I mean, Pochettino signed Osvaldo for Southampton. He was a record signing at the time. He, was, he came with a reputation of being a bit of a bad boy, and Lerm Biodi punches a teammate in the face, mm. and he went, and he was given short shrift. He got sold. So, I believe Sergio Aurier knows that if he does step out of line, Pochettino won't hesitate to get rid of him, mm. even maybe um, ruin, maybe damaging our team by doing so because he's the only kind of player of his ilk on that side that we can really have. He can play right, can play in the wing, can play at the back, and. Uh, do, do you think he'll start? Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. I don't. I think Pox is quite pragmatic with starting players. Mm. I, I can but see if any of the new guys are going to start, it'd be him. I, I completely. I, I understand what you're saying as well. If Trippier starts against Everton, I, I can see that happening easily. Um, you know, the fact is, is that ultimately he is form that gets you into Pochettino's side, not the money you pay. As it, you know, it's famous cliche almost now that we talk when we talk about Pochettino and his methods at Spurs is that when you sign for Tottenham, you sign to train, you don't sign to play, which is fucking brilliant. That gets me hard in the morning. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's the exact the exact attitude that should be through all of the players. That I'm not here. I'm here to be of service to Tottenham. Yeah. I'm paid to be of service to Tottenham. And when my form's right, and when I deserve to be, I'll get in that first team. And yeah. I think, ironically, that it's Orieda has come in, who hopefully understands that. It's ironic that I think that's what saw Walker out the door because he, he kind of the rumours or the rumblings coming out of that situation before he left was that he was unhappy about starting key games. Yeah, he um, went to play twice a week, didn't he? That was what um, the chap for the Independent said. Well, Telegraph one or two said that uh, he wanted to be you know went to play twice a week and Potch didn't think he could. And you know it's like you said, it, it, you know I think probably what the the mantra is of this football club is we don't give guarantees, we give opportunities. And it's about we're going to give Aurier an opportunity to see what he can do and see if he can prove himself. And I hopefully he does. I like that. Guarantees, not opportunity. No, it's opportunities, not guarantees. It's a wrestling thing. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon says it to people when he signs them. I don't give guarantees, I give opportunities. Uh, less good now. Yeah. Didn't have to say that. Wrestling's fucking I know you're awesome. into wrestling, but. Wrestling's um, fucking awesome. It's not. <laughs> it's weird. And you're a grown man, it's weird that you like it. All right? I'll I'm wrestle just, you right now. You can't wrestle me. I, I hate wrestling, but I'll suplex the fuck out of you. <laughs> I remember your naked suplex. <laughs> oh, my missus. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, <laughs> fuck, I'm not going over this again. No, no, let's, let's not go over it. So, what do you think the starting lineup's going to be? Do you think? So, obviously, oh, is anyone is black? Basically, I was making love to my missus, right? And uh, and her daughter came in through the door, and and she came in and just walked in and just spun around and walked straight out. But I thought, let me turn this into. A wrestling <laughs> match, <laughs> just in case. So it's a bit like Blood Ninja. I didn't really think. I didn't really think. I didn't really think about it at the time. Just got in a headlock and then. No, that may or may not be true. Um, yes. How, how are you fit? Are you confident going? It's, it's kind of a game against Everton we could do without. Yeah, because I'd, I'd much rather. I mean, I said that about Burnley, you know, but I'd much rather be playing Swansea away. Yeah, um, Everton just played Man City. 
they played and Chelsea as well. Yeah, they played Chelsea and they're playing us, and then I think they got Man U after that as well. So Everton are going to want to go get something out of those games, and at home we've got we do all right there. I mean, I think the Pinar game might be the last game we lost there. Yeah. That was about three, four years ago. What Pinar? I can't remember that. We lost in the last minute. Um, I forget who scored the winner. I am um, actually Jelovic is the guy who scored the winner. That's it. Uh, okay. Well, I, I was looking at. It. I might be wrong, but it was looking. Like I look. I was looking at it and. Um, you know, reading up about Everton, and uh, we haven't lost them since 2012. According to what I read earlier that on, that might be right. That might be the game I won about last yeah. minute. That's a, that's a while. Is that's that the one when Defoe missed a penalty? No, Dempsey scored from all those yards that deflected goal hmm. early on, and yet Yelovic scored in the final minute. Yeah, they're just they're just a team that we always seem to perform well against. Ever since the, the dawn of the Premier League, we've always performed quite well there. And I remember Robbie Keane scoring an absolute hatful of goals against Everton. You know, we're talking about their signings. They've signed 14 players and they've barely moved the needle. I'm, I think this is, a, I think actually this is a really good game for us. And like you said, T, we're probably going to get dicked four 0 now. Um, we need, you know, we've had two games at Wembley. The atmosphere is not great. It's borderline poisonous. I think an away game is right now, and I think an away game against a team that we can beat. And we'll give kind us a of challenge. In, kind of in transition as well because they're trying yeah. to bed all these players in. Rooney's obviously just in um, court drink driving with yeah. some Philly. And um, Philly. You know, I, will his head be in the right space? Think he plays? I don't, I don't know if I he even he plays. plays. Maybe I don't not. Think he plays. What, um, Maybe not but if he was Pochettino, how would you line up? I'm trying to remember the team that started against um, against Burnley. I don't know how. I don't know how far away Wanyama is back from, is, is from the start. Yeah, but if Wanyama is fit. Do you play three at the back or four? Four. I, I, I mean, if I was Tino, I'd probably... I'd, actually, let's start again. Ben Davis, I don't see him as a wing-back. So as a result, I think he'd be a flat-back four. Yeah. With Toby and Yen. Ben Davis and um, Oria at right-back. Mm-hmm. Mm. I guess it would be between Wanyama and Dyer. He starts alongside Dembele. I reckon um, a lot of people, if, Dyer, if Wanyama's fully fit, he starts. But I guess he's not fully fit, so it'd be Dyer and Dembele. Mm. Because he um, wasn't even on the bench against Burnley. Yeah, and I guess the remaining four picked themselves really. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm. yeah no, I think I think I agree with you. I think I think Aurier will start. Um, it's yeah, I think you're right. It's between three and four at the back. I'd like to see Sanchez start, but I agree with you. Ben Davies isn't a wing back, so you kind of have to play four just because of that, just to accommodate him almost. But Ben Davies has played in yeah. three, isn't he? Yeah, but it's not been great. All right. Okay, fair enough. Um, some couple of things in the news at the moment. Out of Errol ultimatum, give him a new uh, new deal or let him leave is the advice from um, his what his advisor. Yeah, can't remember what his name is. Steve uh, Francis, something like that. Some, and, some foreigner. Yeah, and he said um, he said that it's old. Like either pay him what he deserves, give him a new contract, or, or sell him. First off. I don't know who the fuck this geezer is. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, who are you? Um, fucking just chill out a little bit. Yeah. Secondly, I can't, I can't imagine a world where we don't offer out of a new contract, unless he's asking for two hundred and fifty grand a week. And from his perspective, this is the last big contract that he will sign. He could easily go to any club in the world. He would, he would, he would probably start. He, I think he could start for Real Madrid or Barcelona, for sure. Um, so he's going to want a, a fair amount of money for the last, last contracts, last big contracts of his career. I don't know what he's on at the moment, but he should be in line with with Kane. Yeah. As and Loris has said, kind of they're that important. Yeah. No, he's he that is. important. So um, pay the man. From 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 that perspective, I understand it. But from Spurs, that you know, if he signs a new five year deal, he's be free. That'll be free to he's about 33, 34 which isn't. Yeah. You know, you got lots of top draw centre backs who are um, at that age, so we could get five more years out of him. The fact that he wants to sign a new contract to Spurs is only a positive thing. I think give him the money he wants. Absolutely, I agree with you. I think absolutely pay the man what what he wants, or you know, within our, within our wage structure. Um, it's international week, therefore it's silly season. Therefore, all the agents come out and start. You start, you know, so every time it's international week, you'll see players quoted in random, Do you not random think newspapers. I think it's, it's odd that he was saying it like after the transfer window's closed. Or? And, um, I think it's just, I do, I just put it down to international week. There's always these silly quotes that come out in the, these random newspapers, the Telegraph and Le Quip and. Or, is you yeah. just always see these, you know, these funny quotes come out. I don't. 
put too much stock in it, to be honest. Uh, Potch said a couple of weeks ago that, he, that Toby was really happy, and maybe he's supposed to say that, but um, the way he said it you know, made me believe him. Um, not too worried about it, to be honest. Yeah, I think we should give him what he wants within reason, but he's not started the season very well, for being honest. Not a, it's not had three great games, mm-hmm. and Vertonghen has been, probably been the more more consistent of the two. I thought Vertonghen was probably the better of the two last season. As yeah, well. um, that's not to well, say that's not to say that I want um, Ardeverod <laughs> gone. That's not to say that I want Ardeverod gone. <laughs> but um, I think it, as as it's his last chance of a big contract. I expect him to stay. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just posturing. I'd better just stay. Um, do you see the Instagram live video where? Um, well, I did, as soon as it, as soon as he finished it, I, he deleted it, so I couldn't watch it again. So it, it was like fucking the fighting cock unleashed. So as Dyer like, calls Walker a traitor, then Walker replied that to Dyer that you know you you wanted you wanted to move. That's rich for someone who wanted to move to Man United, <laughs> which we. I think we at the time we knew you know he, he yeah. it was kind of mooted that he was a, a United fan as a kid. Um, I think I remember talking about it, but I, I, look, I, I think they were mucking about, were bantering each other off. It was the sort of thing they say when the camera's not rolling. I don't know if it was Carl Walker himself that. Actually, it might be another footballer that said um, they said there's not enough characters in football, and footballers are wooden. And then when they when footballers open themselves up to this, they get get given dogs abuse. It seemed like um, an, an well corny word, but an organic conversation. You know, he got the Instagram live up, and you got Den- Danny Welbeck walking up. And I think D- Danny Addy said at one point, "Don't be horrible." <laughs> <laughs> people, are, I don't think they said anything really sinister. They said, "Oh, you know, kind of, you know, fuck off, kind of stuff." Well, oh, oh, don't be horrible to the people. Yeah, to, to Welbeck, to Welbeck, right? Because Welbeck just screams at the camera and someone else. <laughs> but um, but that was a difficult one because you want footballers to, to to be natural, and but a comment like that is gonna is gonna rile the hornet's nest, given that some of our friends do have a bit of enmity towards Carl Walker about the way he left yeah. so they're probably thinking well why are you saying that you've got no right to say that but then last year last few years on social media Walker's been one of the most active players for Spurs and he's going to say he's going to be in the banter and all, all that kind of stuff yeah I now that Dustin said I don't have a huge issue with the whole thing it's just um, boys being boys yeah I agree Delhi. one one of the reasons I love Delhi is because he's a troll he's just you can just you can see him. You could, yeah. You could see him leaving Tottenham and then, and then saying, cussing off Aussie Ideally's the next week just to be a dick. I yeah. think that's just Delhi's character. And I think that, like you said, it was boys being boys, just three guys sitting around and them taking a the piss out of each other. I don't think there was much more to it than that. Does it, really. does it bother you that it could be that Dyer wanted to leave for Man United? No. A, if no. you're linked with um, Man U, who are the biggest team in the country, it's going to turn your head. When people say stuff like, oh, well, he's a Man United fan or he's an Arsenal fan and all the rest of it, who gives a shit? I mean, one thing we didn't cover the last couple of weeks was Aurier wearing the Arsenal shirt. Um, Sissoko has been pictured with, with an Arsenal shirt on. It means nothing. The fact that they're wearing their shirt and playing for us says it all. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, if, if they come in and play and they're brilliant, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me at all that Harry Kane wore an Arsenal shirt when he was eight years old. Arsenal fans obsess over it. You see, it's how things have changed between Tottenham and Arsenal. Is that they, they're kind of obsessing over things that really don't matter. Yeah. And back in the day where we were shit and Arsenal were great, like that kind of stuff, I'd have, have latched onto and say, "Look, you're yeah. a mug club." But when yeah. you're good, you it's kind care. of you don't care anymore. You don't. I, like I care about the traditions of the sport and the hatred the, the, of, of our rivalry and the hatred between us. I care about that, and that's always that's, that's always going to be important. But. I don't give a shit if Oye once wore an Arsenal yeah. shirt or Harry Kane did. Well, it's like when, when Jack Wilshere first came around and there was a picture of him in the West Ham kit. Yeah. We jumped all over that, yeah. and rightly so, because he's like, oh, kissing the badge, oh, I love Arsenal, and then there's a picture of him in a West Ham kit. And like you say, when, when we were shit, we weren't shit. Got to hold on to these things. Yeah, you got to, and it's just... It's one of those things. I don't get know. why footballers do that, kissing the bad stuff. I mean, oh God! I think it's just that they're just reacting. They're just yeah. they score a goal and they, they're just the first. Thing yeah, but what about? I um, think the- Oxley Chamberlain poses a Liverpool shirt and he's kissing the bad. I'm like, him and Walker are meant to be Liverpool fans, but I just think, well, oh fuck off! I just, I think, I think they kind of they want to. I think when they go to a club, they want to be almost part of the lads and be one of the fans almost. But 
we as we as grown men and women need to just accept that footballers don't give a fuck about our football club. No, they're they're, they're, they're very much employees. They, yeah. Pochettino moved on, then the field players will probably move on with him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shane O'Neill on Facebook he says if an extra if an extra half a million pound was made available each week for wages, which players do you think it should go to, and how much to each? I don't know sure about the first the, part, then the fractions. Much. Yeah, yeah, all that. That's about the fractions. That's too much after a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But all right, uh, Cal's got a list. Go on. I read it out of work. Got brilliant. I love you. Right, five hundred grand. So fifty to Toby, fifty to Kane, fifty to Delhi, fifty to Dyer, fifty to Ericsson. So that's two fifty. Dyer for fuck's sake. Yeah. Dyer. Yeah. Well, you fucking give him a pain for real? Yeah, what a pain. He's rubbish. No, nah, but he, I, I see it in him. I see it. <laughs> thirty to Sun. Thirty to Rose. 30 to Wanyama, 30 to Larice, and 30 to Jan Vertonghen. So that's 150. That's 400. Mm. Then the last five, and then 20 grand to Dembele, Ben Davies, Trippier, Harry Winks, and Marcus Edwards. The whole team, So baby. Jansen gets fuck all. Jansen? <laughs> um, oh, the money's going to be coming from his wages. Yeah. He's going I'll take money old... off of Jansen. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, fuck Jansen. Yeah, yeah. There's no. nothing to fall either. No, no. Well, I think, I think no, I'll ask, I, I can ask the question. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of personally answer the question. I, I, I would, I would. Realistically, Toby, I would give. Um, I'd, I'd be sure. Uh, Deli Ali, Kane, Toby, but not not Dyer. I don't think Dyer belongs in that top 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 line. My top yeah, tier. You took, like it, it, at Spurs, who do you think are our top tier players? Like to, players that would eat, that, that could move on to any club in Europe. To caveat, England, it's right? got to be. It's got to be right now. In 2017, not like generally. Yeah. Because I, a couple of years ago, it was Eric Dial. He's stagnated a little bit. Maybe it's because he's been at centre-back, so maybe he would have been in the top tier for me. I think he started the season really poorly. I thought he started last season really poorly as well, Dyer. But I think if we was to... If there was a fire sale with Tottenham tomorrow, he'd be in the top five people that would get the most money for. So who's so top tier in, 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 in Spurs currently? Well, who, who, he, would go on, who would go on to uh, say, who could play for Man United? Or... or or, or one of the best clubs in the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be Dyer and Kane by a mile. What? And Ericsson. Dyer. Those top five. Well. Sorry, Ali and Kane. What the fuck? Sorry. Delhi and Kane. Delhi and Kane. Those top sorry. five players could all play for Man United. I think, um, well, yeah, I, I think Alderweire or Kane. I think Loris has dropped off, hasn't he? Like, people do, uh, I feel a bit reactionary being like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we were, I mean, Flav and I were on a radio show the other day and we were a bit critical of Hugo Loris and I felt a bit bad. I thought. This is one of the best keepers I've had. Maybe the best keeper since Clements. Clements. Yeah. And you know, now we're saying, well, you know, he's not that good really, is he? He's <laughs> Tottenham level. But and he's an amazing goalkeeper. He he's fallible. An he's, an, yeah. he's fallible. Maybe the cream of the crop in world football won't buy him, yeah. but he's a fucking amazing goalkeeper. Yeah. And he's our captain. And he's and I like him as our captain. He's quite regal in the way he speaks. I'm just asking, no, has he fallen off? I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I no, don't. I don't think he's fallen off. He's, he's kicking his awful he's kicking his shit absolutely awful now. it's not even a joke like, it's not even like oh it's an easy thing to throw at him it's yeah. shit no his, his distribution is fucking pungy. it's got no better you've got the you've got the Man City away game last season when you threw remember the live show we did yeah yeah. and you've got um, the Chelsea game yeah so with those two fresh in the memories you'd say he makes a mistake every other game but he doesn't really so no. he's quite a reliable goalie no people remember the, state, the mistakes but he makes think, quality saves I think Deli Ali, Harry Kane and Eriksson and Toby are without doubt the top tier and, and Hugo being a captain. Uh, simply the base on Twitter says what would you do if your mum secretly recorded herself nutmegging you and sent it to all your mates? My mum? She could never nutmeg me. No. Unacceptable. Um, yeah. I'd so there's nothing, there's nothing more humiliating than being nutmegged. So we had this game at, at work because we're, we're all fucking crazy and mental that's the kind of shit we do at work <laughs> but anyway we, we less footballs all over the place and uh, just we're just like a nutmeg game and there was a scoreboard there's nothing more humiliating it just where the ball just whistles through your leg without like nowhere near touching you yeah. and the amount of times I did I just crumpled to my knees like I've been humiliated but my mum doing it is a different kettle of fish I think I'd probably swing I'd probably swing for her yeah. No, I'd never hit my mum. I'd never hit any. I wouldn't hit another human being unless I was completely provoked. But my mum not, not making me for, and then sending it to your mates. I'd, I'd I'd cry a lot. I'd be very upset. Behind closed door, but my mum has lot. zero football skill as well. So well, neither neither does mine. But still, oh, I'd, I'd be devastated. 
I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be devastated. Uh, you know, but I'd probably yeah. I'd probably just suplex her to be honest. <laughs> my, my brother's my brother's done some a couple of wrestling moves on her, so I'd probably go go and fucking suplex her. And you would. Where it's a wrestling what kind of, what, DDC? It's a wrestling house. My house. Right. It's a uh, F5 wrestling fans. I know what that is. He did that on her. I don't think we've got any wrestling fans who listen to this podcast. Too cool. Ollie. Who's Ollie? Ollie Shout out to Ollie Connors. Ollie at school. Yeah. Right. What'd it do? Big up. Um, Yasin Mohammed said, what do you think of non-Spurs fans that take time to listen to the podcast? I love it as a Man United fan. Oh, that's nice. Get a job. Um, uh, there are, weirdly, we have a, quite a lot of people listen to it who do support other, other clubs. I know there's a couple of Liverpool fans that listen. Um... It's nice. I mean, I mean, it suggests yeah. that we, we it resonates beyond beyond football. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, beyond well, beyond uh, yeah, football club, rather. It's, it's partisan, but it's kind of funny partisan, mm. not um, not a delusional partisan. Yeah, I, I would. I think we we kind of take pride in you know clubs like being like the most hated team in London. That's great. Yeah. You know, Chelsea hates the most. Arsenal hates the most. West Ham hates the most. Uh, so it's great that we're the most hated. But I think clubs outside of that do tend to like Tottenham. People, when I tell them I'm a Spurs fan, they will go, "Oh no, I like Spurs." You know, especially lately, we play such good football. So I can, and I think if there's a podcast like this one where it's not just about football, I think yeah, it's a team you don't mind, and you get a bit of wanker bants as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, speaking of it, there's a question missing here. We got a question in. And you didn't put it in the running order. What was that? What was it? Because I like that. I was surprised you didn't put it in. Is While it, you're looking for it, is it sexual? No, it's not sexual. It's just fucking out of order. There's a Twitter that says Abacus the band. Uh, it, um, if one of our players were outfitted as a gimp suit, uh, as a gimp in Pulp Fiction, um, which would it be? Janssen. 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 I be Son. Son. Janssen. I was going to think say Son. He's <laughs> easiest to be overpowered. And get, well, Winks is easier. He, I think. No, well, Winks, who would win the fight? Winks or Son? Uh, Winks Winks has got yeah. a bit about him yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. son's so lovely he's just yeah, so nice could he fight. couldn't fight for shit do you reckon he would be like open hand open hand closed eyes slapping uh, yeah, Winks, and crying at the same son time son would be closing his eyes man Winks would just be like take, we'd be taking bats out of him man yeah yeah Winks has got a bit about yeah. him yeah. he's got a bit of a nasty little shit what's, what's the question okay, who's from, it from from Barry Crowhurst on Facebook would you rather accidentally be responsible for the death of a child or accidentally be responsible for the death of three adults? Wow. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Um, adults all day long. Yeah, all day long. That's not even tough. That's not even difficult. Really? Yep. One in three adults is a sex case anyway. So you're going to... You know if you kill three, three, people, three adults, one of them is probably a sex case. That's, that's nonsense. nonsense. That's nonsense. And the thing is as well... If you say you accidentally kill them, you're going to prison, right? So if you if you kill the child, you're getting locked up with all the sex cases. Whereas if you kill the three adults, you're gonna you're gonna look gully. Exactly. So you're gonna run shit in there. You can have three tears. Yeah, you can have three tears. If you kill a child, you're in with all the nonces. That's true. You're in PC. That's true. But what what about the three adults? Not like they might have responsibilities. That, you know, they've got kids to bring up, and Don't they're care. in the way. They had to go. It was an accident anyway. <laughs> it was an accident. It was an accident, yeah. But a kid don't know any shit, does it? It's just like... Nah, it's a child. No, I'm not... I know what you mean, that, that babies aren't sentient, so they don't know that they're yeah. being killed, but still. And, and just taking three lives as opposed to one... Now you look gully as fuck when you're in the joint. Gooners eat babies. You're gully as fuck in don't there. Don't be that You get extra cupcakes. Gooners do eat babies, I forgot that. Yeah. Um, Shitloads of pudding. Pudding. Extra mattress. You're running shit in there. How do you think you'd get on in prison? I'd get destroyed yeah. in a day. Yeah. Reckon? Yeah, I wouldn't last. Mm-hmm. You couldn't front it? No. I reckon I just wouldn't wipe my arse. I'd just shit and stop wiping my arse and no one bums me. <laughs> so I'd probably do that. God, yeah, no, I wouldn't Yeah, I, I'd probably... Like, if you go into... Like, in the caf- ca- cafeteria, the canteen, I'd do a poo in the middle of the floor and just wipe it all over myself. Yeah. So people, if you're mad, no one knows. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Just pretend to be mad. Yeah. I don't know if they've seen a so banshee, but you know, if I could yeah. fight like that, then maybe I'd, yeah. I'd give it a go. But, but no, I don't want to give it a go. Once, um, we, we know you do. What would you do if? And um, one of the ones at school was that if you was going, there's a ginormous guy who walks into your cell and goes, bend over, butter up. Like, what would you do in that instance? And yeah. some kid just said. I'd jump up and I'd headbutt the floor. We're like, what? He goes, I'd jump up and headbutt the floor and knock myself out. 
so I wouldn't know anything different. But most of the kids are going, I'd fight, no matter what, I'd yeah. fight. Like, if he's going to do it in my bum, I'm, it's going to happen, but I'm not going to let my dignity go down with it. I don't know, man. I, I, I've got I, a better one. Oh, lads, I've got a better one. Okay. Right, if... What would you do if a henchman, henchman, as you was walking along, you're arm in arm with your bird, he walks around and just slaps your bird's ass. What would you do? I, I wouldn't fight, fight him. him. You've got to fight him. I wouldn't got fight, to fight him. him. That's, because that's, he, that's your missus. Yeah. I know, I get that. It ain't even, he can slap my ass and I'll just carry on walking, but that's my missus. I would probably... You have to fight. Have you seen... Um, even if you get battered, you will get battered. Is it Eddie Murphy's Raw? Where he, he looks like he's going to fight and the guy says, okay then. Yeah. He'd be like one of those where he's like, you're crazy. <laughs> be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and hope that he walks away. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd, as soon as he slapped my bird's ass, I'd just pull my trousers down and do a pull on the floor. And, and rub it all over myself. <laughs> That's just your solution for everything now. <laughs> just the way just like it. getting naked. Like if, you, if you're ever getting sacked at work, just pull down your trousers and do a poo on the floor. If Pots joins Arsenal, just have a shit on the floor and wipe it in your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's around. So you're <laughs> Alright, that's it. It's been the Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us and downloading. Remember, we have a Facebook page the, fighting co- uh, the facebook.com forward slash the fighting cock. Um, we don't have a YouTube page. And we've got Twitter, at Love the Shirt. Join the, uh, remember, download Blow the Belt. What's the Twitter? At Blow the Belt underscore. Yep. Yep. Download it, listen to it. It's better than this. Um, yeah. Do it. Don't, don't desecrate the fucking... We made you. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of did, to be fair. We can end you, but you fell off. Put some respect on it. Fire right. cock to the casket drop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Network. Sports Social Podcast 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 Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.